Welcome to Peer-to-Peer -peer Discussions. I'm J.C. Kasky, Professor of Cardiovascular Science at St. George's University of London, and my guest today is Dr. Arnaud Fiole from the University Medical Center in Utrecht, the Netherlands. Dr. Fiole, thank you very much for joining me today to discuss anti-inflammatory therapy, current guidelines, and clinical data. When, when you were looking at um, colchicine and the mechanism of action, I remember some of your work says that colchicine go beyond an action on the NLRP3 inflammasome. Why do why, why you, you think the, the, this is so? Yeah, the, the, the inflammasome actually is quite an important uh, element in all those studies in, uh, investigating anti-inflammatory drugs and particularly in atherosclerosis. But evaluating those effects can be quite challenging as one of the downstream uh, markers of inflammasome activity, interleukin-1-beta, is notoriously hard to measure in regular blood samples. Um, we did some uh, research on NLP3 in extracellular vesicles, but that's, in, that's something that's not available in clinical practice. Um, but we also do, uh, did some uh, proteinomics uh, measurements, so investigating a whole range of um, uh, uh, range of laboratory measurements and uh, proteins. And there we found something that was already known from previous literature that the effect of colchicine is particularly strong in neutrophils and neutrophils activity and neutrophil movement. So, something that, had, that relates to its, uh, the inhibit, inhibition of the uh, cytoskeleton of the uh, cells and neutrophils in particular, and also intracellular trafficking. Um, so I think the, the, those are things that uh, underscore the um, fact that the effect of the colchicine probably relates to more than the inflammasome alone, and also relates to neutrophil uh, activity and the roles of neutrophils in the uh, progression of atherosclerosis. That is very, very important because, I mean, of course, we want targeted therapies, but an all-round anti-inflammatory agent like colchicine may offer very many advantages. Having said that, the studies uh, you carried out and other people have carried out with colchicine showed that there were some um, side effects, some undesirable side effects. Um, and also there was a question as to this trend of total mortality um, to, to go up in some of the studies, and also the problem with CKD being colchicine, a drug that is excreted by the, by the kidneys. Can you, can you comment on those two things? Yeah, I think that's, an, that's a very relevant uh, theme. Um, colchicine is excreted mainly via the gut, but 20% is done by uh, renal clearance. And, and we know, we've known for many years that, also in patients with gout, uh, that those patients that develop uh, a temporary or permanent renal impairment uh, develop higher levels of colchicine and uh, are at higher risk of toxicity. So it's it's a drug that should be low, uh, used in low doses in those patients with chronic coronary uh, chronic kidney disease uh, or should be uh, used not at all in those with uh, strongly impaired uh, renal function. Rheumatologists are a little bit more uh, liberal in uh, using the drug, even at those uh, having dialysis, but well, the current evidence uh, provides only rationale for using the drug in those with a clearance, uh, uh, an estimated GFR of above uh, 45 milliliters uh, per minute. Um, so that's that's on the on the renal clearance issue. 
side effects seem to be benign. Uh, most of them are gastrointestinal upset um, and when tolerated at, after the first uh, week of treatment, um, we didn't see uh, strong differences in the um, occurrence of, of later perceived side effects during the uh, trial. Um, no differences were noted uh, in the occurrence of infections, uh, something that's relevant with an anti-inflammatory drug, of course, or in the uh, incidence of cancers. Um, so we didn't pick up any strong signals in, on that matter. There was a numerical differences in non-cardiovascular deaths. The, the lower number of uh, cardiovascular deaths was a little bit outbalanced by non-cardiovascular deaths, but the fact of the matter is that the patients were quite stable and the total number of uh, non-cardiovascular deaths was quite low, less than 90 on a population of 5,500. So, so whether we were looking at a true signal or it's more a sparse uh, finding um, should, yeah, should be determined by future evidence, uh, I guess. Um, but those numbers are small and it's hard to say something on it. And we haven't found a biological signal that represents it. But in general, the drug is well uh, tolerated with, without important signals on adverse effects uh, so far. Do you think that the current international guidelines are fair in relation to the recommendations they give um, for anti-inflammatory treatments in um, ischemic heart disease? Well, uh, I think that the authors of the guideline, uh, guidelines and the guideline committee should be complimented with the method they have uh, introduced, uh, looking at individual patient benefit um introducing a, a step one a step two model and well the recommendations now state that when a patient has um still has an elevated cardiovascular uh, risk uh, despite lifestyle modification lipid lowering drugs um, uh, adequate antihypertensives and antithrombotic uh, treatment uh, one should be offered more intense lipid lowering and other secondary prevention strategies such as colchicine and I think it's it's really it's it's a very nuanced thing to do that based on an individual patient uh, uh, risk level. Um, so I, that's something that uh, that's very interesting. And I'm I'm wondering what the guidelines for coronary disease will be will be doing. These are the guidelines for secondary prevention of cardiovascular disease in clinical practice. Something that's used by um, general general practitioners uh, uh, and uh, vascular uh, internists. I think that's an, uh, a nuanced way of uh, introducing the drug uh, for those people that still have an elevated risk uh, despite um, the first steps of uh, secondary prevention. I reckon that the I reckon that the guidelines will will actually be modified in, shortly, uh, and I think that clinicians would be quite comfortable with using colchicine, for example, as opposed to perhaps um, other drugs which require a bit more training um, uh, for more targeted therapy, but. I think that we are really on the right on the right uh, direction. Thank you very much for um, having found the time to to join me today. Thank you very much now. Thank you.